Last year, plenty of Bears fans wanted to see what it would be like if Blake Shapin, their quarterback, could run the Art Bryles offense. Well, now they will. It's just not at Baylor. This is Locked On Baylor. You are Locked On Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for joining us for another bonus episode of Locked on Baylor. I'm your host, Cam Stewart. Blake Shapin, Baylor's starting quarterback who entered the transfer portal last week, although he was still being talked to and courted a little bit by new OC Jake Spavadol, has found his new destination, and it's in the SEC. He announced last night that he would be going to Mississippi State to play for Jeff Lebby, who just got the head coaching job out in Stark, Vegas. Not a surprising move that he ends up deciding to to leave from Baylor, but one that, you know, at least the new coaching staff here with, with Spavadol, and I know Aranda had talked about it as well, uh, some, sounded like something that wasn't definite yet, even though he put his name in the portal at the beginning of the week, so much so that some sucker who runs Locked On Baylor did a show on Friday all about what it would be like if Blake Shapin did actually come back and if he was Baylor's best option. But this is not a surprising move to see him go go elsewhere. Now, there are some things that are surprising about this. First of which being, and this is just kind of a, a weird idiosyncrasy of it, I guess, is that he, coming out of high school in Louisiana, did not have a, a SEC offer, according to 24-7. He had just Pac-12 and Baylor. I think it was Arizona State, UCLA, USC, Someone else, Baylor. No SEC for a kid from Louisiana, which is interesting. Um, now, through a pretty okay career at Baylor, two years starting, he gets the the nod from an SEC team in Mississippi State. Now, what is interesting to me and what stuck 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 stuck, couldn't decide on stood or stuck there. Stuck out to me was the offense that he's going to be running in Mississippi State uh, with Jeff Lebby. Now. It is a little bit different from what he ran at at Baylor and that kind of that uh, veer and shoot offense that Art Bryles ran and obviously Levy, a direct disciple of that. Uh, But he has adjusted a little bit over the years um, and I I wouldn't be surprised if he adjusts it a little bit once more um, because that's what good offensive coordinators do, especially when they're in their first year as a head coach and they need to adjust a little bit to the personnel. Uh, but based off what it already is, um, Shapin, I, I originally thought was going to be a bad fit for that. But the more I look into it, it it's not that bad uh, because of how much the veer and shoot has changed. Now, the one noticeable thing about it is he doesn't have that strong an arm. Um, it's not even his arm as it's not even as strong as Dylan Gabriel's arm was last year, uh, when he was still recovering from the surgery and, and didn't have nearly the numbers he put up this year at Oklahoma. So he, he doesn't, and that's not going to get fixed overnight. He, he doesn't have a strong arm. He's, he's not a big kid. He's, he's not someone I don't think would have been recruited by Art Bryles or Kendall Bryles or Philip Montgomery in the, in the glory days of, of the veer and shoot. So that that's one thing that still sticks off the page to me. And is one that that can't be taken lightly. But one thing we did see from him, from Shapin, that is, that was successful this year for a, a not very good Baylor offense was the tempo. Um, you know, they didn't have they didn't have greatness at receiver. They didn't have a great offensive line. They didn't have much of a run game. They were they were they were down 
all the time. And one thing that kind of worked in the middle of the season, I'm thinking specifically that win over UCF, um, the game against Houston, the the win against Cincinnati, was when they put in some some tempo into the offense. And, and they did use it against Texas Tech as well, which was a blowout loss, to, to be fair, um, was the tempo offense, especially in that second half against UCF when they make the 26-point comeback, 28-point comeback. And we're thinking... Okay, finally, they have not only won this dramatic game, but they found a little bit of an identity in this offense for Blake Shapin, and that and that is running up tempo, no huddle stuff. Uh, that is going to be a big part of what they run at Mississippi State. Now, it's not as quick as it was with, with the with the Bryles offense. That was really quick. Um, it, it's not like that. He's not doing tempo for tempo's sake. He is Jeff Levy. That is is willing to slow it down just a little bit to get different looks at the defense and get the right personnel in the game. But it is still a, a no huddle kind of offense that, that he's going to run. And that's something that Shapin actually really thrived in last year. And the other thing that stuck out to me was that in the evolution of this offense is that it has more RPOs. Now that's just how the game has changed in football. Everyone's got more RPOs now. And I think that's something that does play into Blake Shapin's strength. Not just because I think he's a decent runner. You won't necessarily know that from the stats, but if you watch the games, he's a decent runner. Um, wouldn't call him necessarily a dual threat in that true sense. But what it does do is it forces Shapin to make decisions once the play has already started, which I think he's actually not that bad at. Um, that's why he did show some elusiveness in the pocket the last two years. Again, not a huge runner, uh, but... He, he is able to make decisions on the fly, and that's something that he really actually improved on from 2022 to this year in 2023 was just his overall decision-making was, was much better. He put the ball in harm's way a lot less, put himself in harm's way a lot less, and so I think that is going to play into his strength a little bit. And, and this is a kid that, that Lebby has more or less seen twice. Uh now, I don't know how much he's keen on it as being the offensive coordinator and watching the other team's offense, but he did see Shapen have a pretty good game in a win in Norman last year. And for that Sugar Bowl that Baylor played against Ole Miss, it was still up in the air whether it was going to be Shapen or Gary Bohannon at quarterback. So Ole Miss would have needed to do tape on Shapen as well, coming off what ends up still probably being his best game in a Baylor uniform, the 2021 Big 12 Championship where he starts 17 for 17 and, and Baylor wins the conference championship. So uh, that that's kind of the positive side. Now I, I know there's a lot of Mississippi state fans tuning in for this. So that's the, that's the positives to take away from it. Uh, now I mentioned pocket elusiveness that that only got him so far. And I say that to say, I thought Shapin had a good year. A lot of Baylor fans will tell you that. And he was gutsy, but there was just only so much he could do with the problems that I just mentioned a few minutes ago of the non-existent offensive line, the lack of weapons on the outside um, and lack of consistency from the weapons he did have. And the defense is not giving him any favors whatsoever, making them a predictable offense. And one of the numbers that shows that is he, he was sacked more than any other quarterback in the big 12, 25 times in eight games over three sacks a game when he was actually out there and got two injuries because of that. I had to miss four games, obviously, including the last one of the season. But you look at his career numbers in, I think it's 23 games, 
5,500 yards, 36 touchdowns, 13 picks. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Most most transfer portal situations, most teams that are looking for a starting quarterback in the transfer portal are going to take that. Nine times out of ten, they're going to love that. And and Mississippi State, I don't know that they're desperate, but they did just have their starter enter the portal as well in Will Rogers. So they need a guy who's going to come in here and and start. That is the first priority for Jeff Levy as he comes in here, and it looks like he's got his guy, and that's Blake Shapin. Um but for all the heroics that he was able to perform this year, and look, I'm not making him out to be, you know, Brady in 07 or anything, uh, but he did have a, a good year and was a bright spot at times for Baylor. But at the end of the day, they went three and nine. And so I think he was ready for something new. And I think Baylor's probably ready for something new too. Again, not that Shapin was bad, but you've got a new OC in here. You've got a head coach who was on his last lifeline. And for the fans' sake, I think they were all ready for a huge new change in this in this football program. Now we thought it was going to be firing the head coach and getting and getting an entire new regime in here. Instead, it's firing your offensive coordinator, firing your running backs coach, firing your offensive line coach because it's everyone but the head coach's fault, and your quarterback leaves in the transfer portal. So that's something for Baylor fans to look at in terms of change. Um, whether it's Sawyer Robertson at quarterback or they go into the portal for a starter, we'll see. That's something that we're going to focus on on the show on Monday. But Baylor fans, let me know what you think about this. Uh, Shapin, Mississippi State, he's not at least not going to be in the Big 12, right? And Mississippi State fans, I know you're here. Tell me what you think. I, I know you've looked into this a little bit about, about this kid. You know, you're not locked in on basketball season. I get that. So you're locking in on who this next quarterback is going to be. Um, and he might not jump off the page size-wise, but then again, neither did Dylan Gabriel, and he did pretty well two times in in Jeff Lebby's offense. Blake Chapin is not as good as Dylan Gabriel, but he is a solid passer, a good decision maker, bit of a pea shooter for an arm, but can fit in to what this new offense looks like. So let me know what you guys think, and we'll talk more about uh, what Baylor has to look at at quarterback coming up specifically Monday, but also throughout the week here. So let me know what you think down in the comments. Be sure to like and subscribe. We're the only place that is giving you full nonstop Baylor athletics, exclusive content five days a week. That's not coming straight from the university. My, my dogs in the chat now who are, who are watching, uh, we do have some more videos on Blake shape not the least of which being the video before this one, Friday's episode of locked on Baylor. If you guys want to know a little bit more, about this new quarterback who is coming to play for the dogs. All right, guys, we'll see you on Monday on Locked on Baylor.